Hello everyone, welcome to Maharangi Vineyard Church Live. Welcome to level two. Very excited about getting out and about and enjoying, um, um, you know, sort of an increased sense of involvement with other people, bursting outside our bubble. I'm sure if your bubble has been like ours, it's been lots of change, lots of sort of moving and finding into a new normal, which is very, very exciting. A little bit scary as well. Um, not too sure about how to do do life again. Um, Humanity. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. But welcome to Maharangi Vineyard Church Live. We've just here um, sort of saying, I think this is our ninth Sunday of us sitting in our lounge in front of a phone. We were going to change it up this morning and do it from our kitchen, but we did a trial run and it was too echoey. So hope you like our painting behind <laughs> us. <laughs> um, and, and hopefully, you know, not too many more weeks, just when we start feeling a little bit okay with it all, I'm sure we'll, we'll switch back, which will be very exciting to be able to see one another. So welcome to Maharangi Vineyard Church Live. If you're tuning in now or you'll see it a little bit later, welcome. And yeah, hopefully hopefully your level two is doing well and you're, you're enjoying the increased sense, or not more than a sense, you're enjoying the increased um, freedom of getting out and about and uh, for many people going back to work and tomorrow kids going back to school um, that is going to be a big celebration for our bubble is to see some people heading off to school which is wonderful we can't wait and I did wonder if everyone would be out on their boats this morning because it looks pretty beautiful out there so but we can see are, some names popping up which is very cool good to be with you and look forward to being with each other face to face soon. Hey, so just um, only one birthday this week. Nevea Morley turned 10 during the week. Happy birthday, so happy birthday. Nevea. I hope you found your chocolate in the letterbox because I normally text and I didn't. And then yesterday was Steve and Heather Pound's 12th wedding anniversary. So happy anniversary. Happy anniversary to those guys. Wonderful. Well, we're going to carry on kind of with the theme that we've been, been doing for the last few weeks of, of kind of looking at this this time which is very extraordinary and continue to be filled with change and shifting um, through the lens or through the concept or idea of seasons the fact that our um, in nature seasons are, are constantly changing and moving and and even in the midst of of say a winter season there are there are really beautiful warm sunny days and and in the midst of summer season there are really cold spells or rainy spells things like that and it is the idea that if we can look through the lens of seasons in the midst of the time that we're in, there is a, a possibility for some hopefulness and some perspective mm. that brings hope and, and maybe even a little bit of understanding um, to the time that we find ourselves, excuse me, in. And so, you know, even as we, and, and really find that it's, can, that idea of seasons can be really helpful in the inter interactions and all of the shiftingness and changingness of of each new level and each new day really yeah so it's kind of for us it's been a bit strange this week i don't know how you felt but getting out and about again and we actually had someone come to the house the other day who was the first time we'd met them and that kind of awkward in the doorway do we shake hands don't we oh no we don't so it's just very weird and then on friday uh we headed down to auckland just to not to go to a mall or anything like that, but we we're just trying to find something in a shop over the bridge. And it was just, 
I, for me, it was very strange feeling being out amongst kind of a, I don't think it was busy, but it felt busy. Um, just being out with people again and humanity again and and I it was great but it was also a little like wow this is weird we popped in at Melinda's yesterday and so good to see her and kind of be in her space and I think this will forever change us I hope that we gather that humanity side back again that mm. um, physical touch and all of those things that are really important to what it is to to be alive and fully human but yeah so it is these last kind of couple of months have definitely changed us and it's kind of come, trying to come through that with a, a different perspective and a, I don't know if better's the word, but as we move forward to, I love the questions of Brent and Selena during the week, what do we want to hold on to from this time mm -hmm. and what do we want to let go of? And for me, there's certainly areas in both of those things that I want to make sure continue and things that I never want to do again. So this, <laughs> this being one of the, I never want yeah, to do this yeah. again. That's it. And so the idea is that we've been going through, you know, with these seasons of, yes, our season as we are right here, right now. But also we've kind of been running a little bit parallel um, with the fact that we're in the midst of the church season or the church calendar um, of Pentecost, that, that we're moving from, from the time of Easter and celebration. And these Sundays are in a lot of traditions called the Sundays of Easter as we move toward Pentecost, really, which which is the, um, in many ways, the birthday of the church. Wouldn't it be cool if we all got together on Pentecost Sunday, if we were, we were allowed to meet back together again on our church birthday, which is the, I think, the 31st. So um, here's holding wishful out. Thinking. Yeah, maybe wishful thinking, maybe level two delusion, who knows? But um, so, so we're kind of looking at these things together, parallel in season, and they've actually been really helpful. And so Angel's is going to read the X2, the end of X2, which is what we've been doing each week as we've been moving forward. And it's a, it's a wonderful reminder. And I guess maybe we could use the, the, the idea of, of a goalpost or something to aspire to, at least for me, it's kind of a picture of the church that I, I love and that I, I personally, and I'd love for us as a church to aspire to being people who could be categorized um, by this. So reading from Acts 2 verses 42 to 47, all the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper, and to prayer. A deep sense of awe came over them all and the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders. And all the believers met together in one place and shared everything they had. They sold their property and possessions and shared the money with those in need. They worshiped together at the temple each day. They met in homes for the Lord's Supper and shared their meals with great joy and generosity all the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. And each day the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. So, you know, within this scripture, I've said for a couple of weeks now, but it's worthwhile repeating, there are four pillars of the church that, that, have, that are sort of spelled out through this scripture. The first being that they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, or like I said last week, to scripture, to the wrestling out of scripture, to, to sort of digging into scripture, the, the things that, 
make sense, the things that don't make sense, the things that we love and the things that we hate, to wrestle with them, to have a, a living kind of breathing relationship with scripture. The other one is to fellowship with one another. There's something that we've, you know, I, for, for me personally, have really missed out on um, over, over lockdown and, and in, in the levels that we've been in. And, and yet as well, the kind of the idea of our little two minute videos was a way that we could fellowship with one another as a church in the midst of, in the season that we were in, and they were so valuable. And, and so even in level two, as we go back and start being able to fellowship with one another, it's, it's a really, it's a pillar or a marker of what it is to be um, a part of, or what the church really is all about. So devoted to the apostles' teaching, devoted to fellowship, devoted to sharing meals with one another, which obviously has been the major theme of Maharangi Vineyard from, from the beginning of the year, radical ordinary hospitality, that we are people. One of the pillars of who we are as a people, as a church, is, is gathering around tables for, with one another. And that includes the Lord's Supper and exp expanding on this idea of, and personally, I'm even more committed to the fact that I'd love for us as a church to explore again the, the Lord's Supper or communion to be something so much more than, you know, a little piece of bread and a sip of grape juice out of an old old little shot glass, you know, that, that they were, that started out as, as meals around the table that, which included the Lord's Supper. So there's that. And then finally being devoted to prayer. And, and so it's this idea of prayer that I'd like to just spend a few more minutes as we have together, exploring this idea of what is it to be people who are devoted to prayer. And it's today, I kind of heard of a couple of things this week that made me think of um, what we're talking about this morning, this idea of prayer, but the, the idea of persistence in prayer, of not giving up. So that's what we're going to look at as we as we move forward in in prayer, or the idea of persistence in prayer. Acts 2 talks about being devoted to it. That word can be described in a few other ways. Devoted in my little Bible app, you can kind of click on every word of it and get a, a bit of a definition. And the one that I found was, you know, there's other words that, that just devotion means, and it's loyalty, it's faithful, it's steadfast, um, it's staunch, it's committed, and it's loving. I personally find that list, list of adjectives, I would love for that to be a list of adjectives that I could use to describe my own prayer life. Sadly, it's probably not one that, if I were honest, I could do, but it's it's a goal in which I'd love to be able to strive for. And so I just wanted to share a scripture. Angela's going to read from Matthew 7, verses 7 to 12. Yes, yeah, so this is from the NIV version, starting in verse 7. It says, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. The one who seeks finds, and to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Which of you, if your son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? So in everything, do to others what you would have them do to you. 
for this sums up the law and the prophets. So like, like we've done a couple of weeks ago, like the, the passage of scripture has got so much in it that we're going to have to, just for sake of time, not, not get into in a way. But what I wanted to pull out is that idea of, of ask. And to be honest, and just is going to read in a minute the translation that I like to read from most, which is the New Living one, New Living Translation. Because this, particularly this verb, ask, is probably more appropriately translated. Keep on asking. Mm. Don't give up. So if you want to read that one, it would be great. Um, so this is New Living Translation. I'm just going to read the first couple of verses, verses 7 and 8. Keep on asking, and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking, and you will find. Keep on knocking, and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks receives. Everyone who seeks finds. And to everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. I always think of, when I read this scripture, that keep on asking. I keep, I always think of the fact, the one and only time that I've ever been um, whitewater rafting. I was probably, I don't know, 12, 13, 14-ish. And we were on the Great Lehigh River in Pennsylvania. But there had been lots of rain ahead of time and the, and the river was quite flooded. And, and the kind of basic rapids that the river normally had were, were a lot bigger. And, and I remember the guides at the beginning, we were in those big rafts that have like 12 people in them, was that there were, there were periods of the river where you could just enjoy being taken by the flow of the river. But every time we approached a series of rapids, the chant was keep on paddling, keep on paddling. And we had to dig our paddles into the water, you know, to keep paddling through through the rapids, and I think of that in prayer in, in a lot of ways, is is that we there is a there's a digging in of, and the scripture reminds me of that of keep on, don't give up, don't be swept away by what's going on, but keep on paddling. It's mm. it's our response, or can be our response to what is is going on around us. I'd I'd love for us to to take this scripture, and and it is. To be honest, you know, I've read this in different times and, and it's been really, I'll be super brutally honest, it's been really annoying because it's kind of like, it seems so cut and dry, so so black and white. It actually seems like it's too good to be true. You know, just ask and God will give it to you, like like a vending machine from heaven. And of course, scripture is, mm. is kind of always deeper and has more layers to it than we think. But there is something about this scripture that I think we should take as face value. A couple of things that I mean by that is that this portion of scripture, we should, we should see God as our loving Heavenly Father. And we could see God. That's it. Thanks. We could see God. I'd love to invite us to be able to to wrestle with. And, you know, for many of us, our, our own earthly fathers haven't gone a long way into helping us have great views of, of what a father, all that a father could be. But, but we can take from this scripture an increased pressing in of God, I don't care what has happened to me, but I want to see you as a loving heavenly father. I want to see you as a good father who desires to give his children good gifts. Mm -hmm. To take it at that level. 
The other thing that I'd love for us to take from this portion of scripture is this idea of persistence in prayer is a really good thing. It's a really healthy thing. It's a thing that will cause us to grow. Do you know, I would love for, for, for it to be able to do one sit up and get a washboard stomach. I'd love to be able to do one burpee and get whatever a burpee does to you other than Pain. kill you. But, <laughs> but, but you know, we, we can... We can it would be wonderful if we embraced the idea of prayer in the same way that we could embrace the, the idea or the benefits of exercise. That, it, that one is the start. One's really important, but it's in the two, the three, the four, the twelve, the hundred that we start seeing the results, that we get reaping the benefits of, of pressing in and of perseverance. Yeah, and I just wanted to share... Um it was many, many years ago now, but being in a situation, just trying to, that, going back to that point of, do we believe that God is good and wants to give us good gifts? I remember it was in a church setting and sometimes, as I'm sure you know, church gets a little messy. And I remember being there. <laughs> I think and, that's the understatement yeah. of the level. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I remember sitting in this room and everything in me wanting to bolt, like, like I've probably never experienced before and just thinking God I can't do this I don't want to be here and if I could have got up and ran I would have but instead I just sat there and I closed my eyes <clears throat> and to this day I remember sharing it with someone afterwards and it was I can still see it I closed my eyes just going get me out of here and I don't know what Jesus looks like but I saw this this face of what I felt like was Jesus looking at me. And he just winked, he just went like that and said, I've got you. And that was such, oh, it makes me cry, but it was to the, that day that got me through. That was all I needed. And it was such a good gift from God for me because however 12 years later we're still here, um, the many times that I've wanted to bolt and run. But if we, believe him to be who he is he is good he has got us mm -hmm. and he wants to do good things for us and to see him in that way has been a journey for me to see God as good to see him as not putting me in places to kind of be mean to me but to grow me mm -hmm. so and and so so why is perseverance particularly in this area of prayer, so important. Well, I just have an example I, I heard this week. We had Ethan very rarely sort of comes in excited or promoting um, something for us to watch or whatever, but he came in this week, and if you haven't seen it already, I can't recommend it highly enough, is the latest or the, the new documentary series that the guys from Dude Perfect have put out. It was really surprisingly an amazing watch. I kind of watched it reluctantly thinking, oh, whatever. Um, if you don't know, they're the YouTube guys who do lots of trick shots and all sorts of other things. But it's a wonderful documentary and they talk in one point about it, about the fact that they were about four or five years into this YouTube channel. It was before people were making you know, there was no road or pathway of that you could actually make a living being a YouTube channel. And so these, these guys who were college friends, some of them were roommates, started doing trick shots in their backyard and got a few views. They, I think they had a million or so followers, but, but they were still out and about doing their own jobs. They were about four years in 
most of them had jobs, a few of them had moved away, and they were talking about the grind of every weekend coming together, filming these trick shots so that then they would be uploaded during the week. And, and just the real pressure that had come on a few of them. Few of them had already gotten married and were had families and 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 so they got they, they talk about having getting gotten to the getting, sorry, to the point where we're either gonna have to quit because this is really too much or we're gonna have to go all in. We're gonna have to quit our our jobs, our real jobs, and just see where this thing might take us. And they talk about going all in. I won't ruin the story, but obviously you know, because it's, they're making documentaries now, that things worked out incredibly. Almost overnight, they had sponsorships roll in, and it's really amazing to watch. They're actually all, men or of faith and they talk about their faith journey through all of it. It is just a brilliant show. It highly, is. highly recommend it. Um, it's called but, Backstage Pass. Oh, sorry. Yeah, Backstage Pass. Yep. Yeah. Or Dude Perfect Documentary, whatever. But they talked about going all in and, and, and really that kind of grabbed me because I kind of realized, you know, sort of this is what I was going to be talking about today or what we were going to be talking about. And then I think it was the same day or maybe the next day I was watching a, look, sounds like I've been watching way too many screen time, but um, I was watching an, <laughs> an interview with an actress who had, whose career had really gone ahead and amazing. And they were doing the inevitable story about where they, where they started out. And they, she started out as almost like an extra on a, a Mr. Bean, the Mr. Bean movie. She had just moved to Los Angeles and this was her first kind of big break. And the interviewer was kind of saying, oh, isn't it amazing? You know, basically, I guess that that could have been anyone, but yet it was someone, this, this amazing experience. She was talking about how the experience was so helpful to be able to see these seasoned actors work. And so the interviewer was like, oh, isn't it amazing that it wasn't just anyone who didn't go on to do anything of significance that it was actually someone like you who went on to do something and achieve something great. And she said this, and I, I want to quote it, so I'm going to read it. She said, it's amazing if you just hang on, if you just stick around and you hang on, what can happen? And I love that. I love that idea of as, as people devoted to prayer, who knows what can happen if we just hang on? if we just stick at it, if we just stick around in our prayer, that if we be people who are devoted to prayer, like Acts 2's language says, that we would risk it all, that we would go all in, that we would just hang around. You know, you know enough of my story to know that I say this to myself, but, but what if we are so devoted to prayer that we prayed more than we worried? What if we prayed more than we, were, than we feared? What if we prayed more than we complained? Ouch. <laughs> you know, what if we prayed more than we do rants or posts on social media? You know, what if as a church we embrace for ourselves, for our families, for our for our bubbles or our bursting well, our bubbles. bubbles. So yeah, our bubbles are gone, but the people in our lives, what if we, what would it look like to be devoted to praying for those people, our friends, our family, our bosses, our businesses, that that was our go-to? If we use that language, those, those definitions of devotion, what if we were, what if we steadfastly prayed for our community, for our neighbors, 
for our neighborhoods? What if we loyally prayed for our government, for those people who are are making decisions that affect so many others, you know, and none of which have been this way before. None of us know what it's like to lead through a global pandemic, through economic hardship and all of the, all of the sort of aftermath mm-hmm. of what's going on. But what if as a church we steadfastly prayed for those people whose decisions affect so many, who in many ways are damned if they do and damned mm-hmm. if they don't? But what if as a church we prayed for them loyally? What if we staunchly prayed for all those who are out of work, who, who for no fault of their own are having to face the daunting task of retraining, of upskilling or, or leaving industries that they love, that they felt they were made for? What if we as a church staunchly stood by them, even if we don't know their names, and we prayed for them over and over and over Mm -hmm. again? What if we faithfully prayed for those who are searching? You know, at the very beginning of this, we talked about how how this we've been confronted by the fact that our illusions of control have been completely shattered. But what if as a church, as people, we faithfully pray for those who are searching for the more that, that mm. we know. And finally, what if we lovingly just pray to connect with, to, to embrace the narrative of God being our Father who loves us and desires to give us good gifts? What if we continue to walk through this season and all its difficulties with a devotion and a dedication to prayer, that we pray about the big things, the things that just seem so out of our control, the things that like like the economy. I've heard it a few times this week where it just it feels scary to think about what our future will look like, what what what's going to happen in the days, weeks, months ahead. But what if we take those big things? And we constantly, faithfully devote them in prayer to God, the only one who can do anything about it. And equally, what if we take and are devoted to praying the little things, the the insignificant things, the things that we, we struggle to think that God even cares or notices about, the things that almost embarrass us, that we're even thinking about? What if we bring those little things to God? We're devoted, we're faithful, we're staunchly committed to bringing those things to God in prayer and everything else in between. And I think, too, like the things we've been, the people that you know, maybe you yourself, have been praying for things for so long. Mm. Like I said to Lyndon this morning, there's something in my life that I've been praying for for decades, and I still haven't seen it yet but it's this has been a really good reminder for me preparing this this week like don't give up Mm. keep asking keep asking for for what that is and and in the asking yes for me over the years I've gone oh this is just a complete waste of time and like Lyndon often reminds me it's just not yet you haven't seen it yet so if there's something that you've been bringing to God for years, maybe decades, keep bringing it, keep mm. asking, keep believing, 
keep putting it before him and saying, God, this is my heart's desire. I want to see this and see what he'll do with it. So that's what we have to share today. Um, you know, it's not easy, just like a burpee. <laughs> but the more we do it, the better we'll get. Mm -hmm. And so um, I'm just going to obviously finish this morning by praying. And, and really just in, in the hope that we continue to be, as that first century church, people who are marked by our devotion to prayer. Mm. So, Father, I thank you for each person who's watching and who will watch. I pray that you continue to impress upon them the desire to see you, your desire for us to see you as a loving Heavenly Father, a Father who desires to give good gifts, a Father who listens to the prayers and the requests of His children, and who, who wants to do good things. And so, and for us, God, would you increasingly invite us to become people who are devoted to prayer? Would you strengthen, in a way, that prayer muscle within us? Would it become not easier, but would we, be, would we see the fruits of persistence prayer in our life? As we go forward into level two and into level one, would the people around us realize and, and see something within us that we are marked by people who pray mm. more than we complain, people who, who pray more than we rant, people who are generous with our prayers and stingy with our opinions? I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So have a great day. Enjoy this beautiful sunny day. Enjoy your level two. Enjoy your family. And let's be people who pray for that wonderful time when we can gather together again, face to face, side by side, shoulder to shoulder, that and to worship together. Close. Yeah, maybe not shoulder to shoulder. Shoulder <laughs> to shoulder with a meter in between. <laughs> so have a great day and we'll see you again soon. See you guys. Bye.